Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yourself? You're doing awesome. Cool. We're always doing good. Absolutely. We got a guest calling in via Teams, Microsoft Teams, Amanda Bond-Ziegler. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Amanda, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but um, we have this thing called the question of the day that we always start off with with every guest every episode and the guest gets to go first and your question of the day is tell us the last episode or series that you binge watched on uh, netflix or cable or hbo or whatever platform amazon prime what was the last uh, series that you binge watched well, I have to say, I listened to some of your podcast episodes in preparation, and I think this is a pretty easy question of the day. Thank you for throwing me a softball. Softball. <laughs> softball. <laughs> some of those, we both looked at each other and yeah. we right. were. Right. <laughs> Who came up with this? Nonsense. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm not a big TV watcher, um, and I also do not have Netflix. But one thing I do enjoy is watching movies, and I'm really into Marvel movies. Oh. I like the comics. So they had a series called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I binge watched that. It was really good. Really, Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. I'll have to check and see yep. that out. Ryan, did you? Are you a Marvel fan or no? Nope. No, nope. no. In fact, this is funny because I don't. I don't get into anything new. I'm not. Caught, well, I guess the last true series that I watched that would have even been remotely recent would have been um, Dallas. <laughs> No, it's close though. Uh, Matlock, we oh watched. My God. Yes, we watched oh. Matlock from from end to end over time. We didn't do it like four days. Nineteen eighty two when yeah. it aired. Yeah, to nineteen ninety three or whatever. So yeah, that would have been the last one um, that we that we watched from end to end. We know we've caught every episode of that. So so our family makes fun of us because that we. T- we talk about Matt, Matlock and Perry Mason episodes. Gun what smoke. kind of TV do you have? Gun smokes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it works. That's wholesome entertainment. That's quite a difference. The Falcon and the Snow Winter Snowman and Matlock. That's a big. <laughs> well, we did. Yeah. We watched some Breaking Bad too, but I didn't bring that up. So, well, go ahead, Sal. What do you watch? Well, I will tell you what. I watched. Uh, my wife and little girl got me to watch. Is on Netflix and it's called Stranger Things. I think that's the name of it. Stranger Things, or and that movie is, is terrifying. I mean, it's like <laughs> scary. And so I found I, I out. I saw the first couple of seasons. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was uh, kind of dark. You don't like. <laughs> I can't. The title didn't clue you into that? Exactly. <laughs> right? I didn't think that was coming. Uh. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things. And Good that stuff. was. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd have to say, like, that's enough of that. I don't need to see any more of the kind of strange. Those scary movies don't uh, do it for me anymore. Were you the one that had a teacher show you a scary movie? Yeah. that. Uh, how'd you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King. I was here. Night Shift. That's right. <laughs> I watched these. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, there, we got the question of the day out of the way, so that was good. Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of introduction. How I know we've we've been coworkers for uh, different areas, lots of your different uh, positions. So, tell us a little bit about your history yeah. and how you got here today. Yeah, thanks. Um, I grew up 
a farm kid in Wisconsin on a dairy farm, as you might expect. Uh, and <laughs> I thought I would just milk cows forever. And when I went to college, you know, somehow the cows got sold while I was gone. So I had to find something to do. <laughs> and that is how I landed in agronomy. Um, I decided to kind of explore crop production as my major in college. And I interned for Winfield United in the answer plot system. So I got to spray different treatments on our answer plots. And uh, after that internship, Winfield hired me into what they called the associate program. And that's how I met Sal. Yep. Uh, so in the associate program, they ask you to move away from home for a little while, experience some new things, learn from, from learn from some different people. So that's when I moved to uh, North Central Ohio. That was about 10 years ago. And I'm still there today. And as you alluded to, I've had a lot of different roles. I've been a seed rep. I've been a chemistry rep. I've done spray clinics. Um, and I've had a ton of fun and learned a lot. Uh, so I kind of did that agronomy thing with Winfield for about seven or eight years. And for the last almost three years, I've been at Truterra, which is another business unit at Land O'Lakes. Um, and I'm an account manager there. I currently work with retailers and farmers in Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, in all the way to the East Coast. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, tell us what Truterra is then. Yeah, Truterra is uh, something a little different. It is the sustainability business of Land O'Lakes. So we're our own business unit at Land O'Lakes. Our sister business units would be Winfield. Uh, that's our crop insights and inputs. Um, we have Purina, animal nutrition. There's the dairy foods. That's cheese and butter. And then there's Truterra, that's sustainability. So we work with our other business units um, to develop uh, new market opportunities for farmers and retailers. And we do that by helping farmers to adopt agronomically, economically, environmentally sound practices um, that create benefits. And then we help measure and uh, quantify those benefits. And there are other companies out there in the world interested in incentivizing that. So that's what we do, create those connections. Well, that's a, that, that's a lot. Um, I think we yeah. think about the terms of sustainability. <laughs> I mean, that I think people, it's one of those words that people, what is it called, hijack? They try to, um, you know, sometimes the, the word, the definition kind of gets spun or twisted around. But uh, how is Truterra unique to the cooperative system? Tell us how... I guess with Land O'Lakes, you kind of went through their business units and why is this important yeah. important to us and why is it how is it a part of the cooperative system and unique to us? Yeah, so Land O'Lakes is a farmer-owned cooperative. Um, retailers like Premier Ag are members and owners of Land O'Lakes, and so in turn the farmers that are part of Premier Ag are also members and owners of Land O'Lakes. And it makes us a little bit unique in this sustainability space because we're farmer driven. Our owners ultimately are farmers. And so everything we develop has farmers at the forefront. We wanna make sure that this makes sense from a farming operational aspect, but we also wanna make sure it's good for the soil. It's good for local small economies. Um, it's good for the farmer, not just good for whoever's purchasing the asset on the other end of this sustainability spectrum. Okay, dig into that just a little bit on on how does a grower benefit from this outside of I mean you can talk about the financial opportunities clearly, but uh, some other ways that uh, this benefits the grower. We we had a guest on not too long ago that made the comment that that survey general public being surveyed they like farmers they dislike farming. So 
Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the benefits for a minute. I always think that's kind of funny too. I mentioned that earlier this year to one of my colleagues that when a small business in town branches out and they get to have three or four locations and they're growing, everybody's really proud of that small business owner, right? But sometimes when farmers grow, they're doing the same thing. They're trying to make room for their family members to join their small business and um, they're expanding, but they're still family owned. And uh, that's not always seen in the same positive light as a different type of mm. business or industry. Um, so a lot of times there are um, pressures on ag producers um, and they don't always get them directly, but they hear them sort of as trends, consumer trends, we call it. People are wanting things to be raised more sustainably, but like Sal mentioned earlier, sometimes they don't even know what that means. So I think one of the benefits of starting on any sustainability journey is sharing your story, helping people understand what you're really doing on the land that you operate and what is good for the environment, um, what you're doing to protect your local communities, um, your neighbors. Maybe maybe you have a hog operation and your neighbors aren't always happy with your manure management uh, timing, um, but maybe you can share a little bit more about how and why you do that and the, that there's a real real reason for everything that farmers do um, and that, you know, it's a short term thing that overall is beneficial for the community, for the soil, for the land. Um, landlords are another audience that sometimes want to know more. And it can be really beneficial for a producer to be able to share with their landlord the good things that they're doing for that land. Um, so having some sort of digestible, easily understood report or summary of what you've done with their land for the years that you've operated it might help you farm it for longer. It might help you when you need to negotiate uh, your next rental contract. Um, another benefit that some farmers have mentioned from participating in Truterra is the network. So if a farmer's enrolling in our programs, they probably have a sustainability mindset, a conservation mindset. They they are doing things on their farm that are, are good and they want to keep doing good things and they want to develop that further. So we created this huge network of farmers that are like-minded and they've all tried different things. They've run into different challenges and that helps them learn from each other. So we have a lot of opportunities where farmers get to meet people from other regions, um, from maybe nearby if they wanted to, and learn from each other so that we can learn faster. You don't have to repeat the same mistake or run into the same challenge that someone else had because you can learn from what they've gone through. And then finally, um, one of the things that's been mentioned to me is the opportunity to, to diversify their operations. So we talk about carbon as their newest crop. Um, it doesn't always have to be carbon, but some of these eco markets are unlocking new revenue and income streams that might allow, you know, that college graduate to come back to the farm sooner and give them something to manage and lead and be in charge of as well. So. I think it's, we kind of started off with what we did with the non-financial benefits and that was well said um all the things and the reason uh kind of show how you farm um but um so you just kind of led us into the i guess some of the financial aspects of it so kind of explain the i guess carbon markets or some of the other financial aspects of this and then there's probably some programs that are uh, ongoing some that have just ended some that are starting and kind of how that how that works with how these these programs from Land O'Lakes comes out 
to our farmers. So I guess that's about three questions there. Right? Yeah, you can un- yeah you can let's, take some time and unwind that yeah, and then start answering. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> what about these this carbon market and what's that uh, about? Yeah, the carbon market was really blowing up around the time that I joined Truterra. So I had to learn really quickly about carbon, um, and I think it would be helpful to just maybe do a a short history of Truterra and what we've done and how that has evolved over time. Uh, Premier Ag has been a great partner of Truterra for several years. Uh, We didn't just come along when the carbon market came along. We were actually operating with our retailer network for a handful of years prior to that. And during that time, we were really just trying to learn. So we had mostly food companies at that time trying to understand what their footprint was from an emission standpoint, from an environmental impact standpoint. And farmers who were interested in telling their story were helping us to measure that baseline. So that was in the years like 2016, 17, 18, 19, and even into 2020 a little bit. We were just collecting a lot of information and learning what the impacts, what the baseline was. And then in 2021, the carbon market came along. um, And that was when Truterra had, I mean, the carbon market had been around a little bit before that, but that's when it really started to uh, be more commercialized uh, and have opportunities for farmers to participate directly. So that's when Truterra launched our first carbon program. And these companies that were learning their baseline, they were now interested in impacting change. And so what the carbon program really is, is it's a company incentivizing a practice, a good stewardship practice in exchange for uh, claiming the environmental benefits from that. So they can compare that to their baseline and show improvement. And sometimes that doesn't feel great to farmers. They say, well, I did something and now someone else is taking claim of it. But since then, we've now evolved into where there's an offset and an inset market. So insets feel a lot better to farmers because it's when the food company is actually the company that's purchasing corn that you may be raising or soybeans that you may be raising. So the market has evolved to from just corporations purchasing whatever assets they can get access to, to now really targeted programming where there's a company that operates in a certain geography. They know they source a certain product or ingredient from this geography, and they want to work directly with those farmers who are producing that product or ingredient. Um, And that's what a lot of today's programming is focused around. So it may still feel like a carbon program, but the behind the scenes has really fine-tuned a lot. So where we're creating meaningful connections to from ingredient suppliers, which would be farmers, to food companies who are putting products on the shelf. So Amanda, a piece of your of the True Terra program though, that that is a nice way to compile their information, their proof, you might say, to the purchasers. Is that correct? The farmer. That's how I didn't they, hear all of that. Can you say that again, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. So, so your programs that you put together. So you have purchasers who are looking to buy something that is that is grown or produced in a certain manner, and the Truterra platform, the different programs, the, allows a, a compilation of the farmer to input. Here's how I did this, and that. Do you help with that distribution to the people who are looking to buy those products to say, here's a group of people you need to look at when you're buying when you're buying corn for your tortilla chips so are are you is that yeah. where you play in that space yeah i would say the market isn't 
quite that developed yet where we actually say, hey, these five farmers raised raised corn in this manner, you should buy their corn specifically. We're operating on much more of a regional basis now, um, but we're getting there to where it is an actual like uh, identifiable grain transaction. Um, so today, the Trutera Sustainability Tool helps a farmer put together their story. We help you input what you've done on your farm, uh, and then we give you a report that summarizes that, and it summarizes what the impacts have been. Have you made any improvements over time? And in what categories are those, those improvements? And that's what helps develop an asset that you could choose to transact with someone. Which is kind of the, that's kind of the bottom line, right? Is is these, these companies, let's say they make uh, coffee cups or something. These companies want to sure. offset their carbon footprint. They want to take part of their earnings and and do something with it that that improves the environment in some way they they want to do that and so to do this is they are they're trying to incentivize a, a a farmer a local grower to make a change whether that's i think you cover crops or something to sequester carbon is that the right right phrase yeah in the in the soil i'm doing good right we're doing good um, yeah so how does that how does true terra help with that transaction is there programs or or what's what's in place for that to connect that grower with a with a company or or someone that wants to to make this impact how does that work yeah we do have programs and I, I do want to call out something that you said, Sal, this is all voluntary at the moment. So that's exactly right, that these companies are choosing to implement these programs and farmers have a choice whether they want to participate or not. Um, we're not trying to dictate the way everybody should farm. And that's a key thing with Trutera, I would say, is that we want to help you make a plan to adopt practices that make sense for your operation and then connect you to programs that might incentivize you to do that. Uh, we're not trying to tell people you should change the way you're farming because these programs exist. Um, so leading into programs there, we have three main buckets. So we have programs that help farmers plan for change. We have programs that help farmers make changes. And then we have programs that incentivize farmers to keep changes in place. So right now, uh, a few of the programs that we have opening up on December 1st are our carbon program, which has incentives for both short-term and long-term practice adopters. So whether you made the cover crop adoption, let's say 20 years ago or two years ago, our carbon program will incentivize you now, which is a change from previous years. Uh, historically, for the past few years, carbon has felt very exclusive to only brand new practice adoption. So that's a big change that we have a long-term adopter carbon program. Uh, another program that we have launching is called nitrogen management. So as a farmer, if you're not interested in adopting cover crops and you're maybe not interested in reducing your tillage, you've probably felt like these markets won't incentivize you and that those are farming practices you've decided are good for your land. That's the way that your operation works best. And that's okay. The nitrogen management program could be an opportunity for farmers like that because it incentivizes you to uh, try a new stewardship practice with your nitrogen, which would be either applying less nitrogen overall, which is not popular with a lot of producers, 
or adopting what we call an enhanced efficiency fertilizer. So that could be a stabilizer, for example, that helps you be a better agronomic producer, um, a better steward of your total nitrogen usage, and also unlock some uh, environmental benefits that you can turn into an asset. And then for people who are kind of on the fence, they're saying, I might try cover crops, I might try reducing my tillage, but that's expensive. You know, it's a big risk to take for farmers. And we understand that because we're part of Land Lakes. Uh, we have a new program launching called Financial Assistance, and this is actually funded through the USDA grant that Trutera and Land Lakes was awarded earlier this year. Um, so financial assistance provides exactly what it sounds like, financial incentives for farmers to make a practice change on a small number of their acres to help them test it out and get ready for entering some of these other markets we've talked about. Okay, we may take uh, may uh, get some of those programs that you just discussed, and we might put them kind of up on the screen so that folks that are watching on YouTube um, can uh, take a look at some of those. But that was neat. Absolutely. Can you say again that was a plan for change? Keep how was that plan for change? Keep a change. Make the change and, and make, keep the change. Yep. We try to have programs that are fall into those three buckets. So helping farmers who want to plan a practice change helping farmers who are ready to make a, pra a practice change, and then also programs that, that incentivize farmers to keep change in place. Okay. So how are the growers going to participate? Where do they, where do they look to? Well, Premier Ag is a great place to look. Uh, your local Perfect. Premier Perfect. Ag Perfect. Well, well done. Uh, yeah. We got that one. <laughs> um, really, I've, that's that's one of Trutera's key differentiators is that our go-to-market is primarily through the cooperative retailer network of Land Lakes. They know your operation. They can help you decide what is agronomically sound for your business um, and then decide what or programs may line up with those agronomic uh, management decisions. So Premier Ag is a great place to start. Your local advisor would understand your operation and know what opportunities exist for you. And then we also have a website, truteraag.com. So uh, double A, double R, double A on Trutera Ag. And uh, if you go to truteraag.com, today we have a short survey that's on the site. Starting December 1st, it'll just be a registration form that'll take you to our enrollment portal. And that's where you can put in your field boundaries. Premier can help you do that. You put in a short cropping history for each field that you're interested in exploring programs on. And then our portal will actually tell you based on where your field is located and what you've told us about your cropping history, here are programs that may match you. Okay. And they can uh, select Premier Ag as their provider from that uh, portal? Yep. Very yep. good. In that very first stage, if you select Premier Ag, that is what unlocks the opportunity for them to help you. <laughs> Very which good. is a really good thing. TrueTerraAg.com. We'll put that up on the screen. Then also, if you have any other questions that we can answer locally, you can put uh, email crops at premierag.com and that will get to the right spot. Great. Amanda, is there anything we've missed today? Um, I think we've covered a lot of it. Uh, just again, as a takeaway, uh, the programs are constantly changing. The market is still evolving and changing. Um, so if you checked out eco markets a year ago, I encourage you to check again because a lot of things have changed since last year. I mentioned a couple of programs that are available today that were not available a year ago. Uh, and, and one thing I always say to farmers is don't get frustrated. 
If today's opportunities aren't a match for you, it just means that we need to know more about you so that we can try to develop programming that might be a match for the future. So don't disengage, uh, tell your story, get involved in some sustainability platform um, and try to help us develop this market. Okay. Very well said. Do you want to reiterate your dates for the most recent uh, programs? Do you want to reiterate those quickly? And three programs. Yep. We have a carbon program, which we have opportunities for both long-term and near-term practice adopters to get incentivized. We have a nitrogen management program for any farmers that would be interested in making adjustments to their nitrogen management plan for the 2024 season. And we have a financial assistance program, which funds practice change for farmers who have not tried cover crops or reductions in tillage previously. And that's December 1st. Those come out. Say that one more time. December 1st is when it comes out. Yep. December 1st is when enrollment opens for these programs. Um, And then for the financial assistance program, enrollment closes February 2nd. So That's a kind of a hot potato. Get on it if you want it. And then the other two programs will be open until July 31st. All right. Great. Uh, Amanda, one other thing is our viewers that are watching on YouTube are going to want to know the name of your cat that's been bouncing around on the steps (laughs) there behind you. (laughs) Oh, I didn't notice she was back there. I, I see her now. Uh, that's Reba. Reba. Her name's Reba, and we also have a dog named Brooks. It's a country music theme there in you our go. house. I can't. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else? I don't. Amanda, thank you for joining us today. And uh, Reba's going to be a star. She's been all over YouTube today now, so. <laughs> I'll have to make her an account for her fans. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that covers that. Amanda, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, that is another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. And if you like what you're seeing, please uh, like and subscribe. And any comments, uh, you, we leave the comment section open. So if you have any questions, let us know.